Hello, friends. Episode 33, Tell Me Where to Turn, broadcasting, or recording, I guess, live from the studios of One Point Break Dave. And as I was just commenting, we need the exact opposite of a space heater right now. This is this is sauna-level temperatures, so if any of us, uh, you hear a thud on the floor, one of us is, we've passed out. It's, it's a little warm, but... The fact that you're fully nude sitting in the chair makes it seem more sauna-like. Does it help that I'm eating a bean burrito <laughs> while all this is going on? I think we should open that door. I think we should do it live on the show and just see what happens, see how bad it is. That's, that's what I'm voting for. Hmm. We'll, get, we'll get some street noise if we do that. But while we're all complaining about the heat, I do want to mention that when you boys walked in, there was tables set up, everything with a... Uh, with the iMac I had to bring out of the house that had all the cords. This is like all, a 40-inch screen. All, so, so mm, courageous. All neatly tied together. I had to undo zip ties to get it out here and have a table of whiskey and drinks for you gentlemen. So I can't argue with any of this. I can't argue with any of it except that the iMac's probably going to quit working after nine minutes because the processor overheated. But yeah. So, uh, so Twitter... You can reach me at Glenn three underscore eleven, Tommy two underscore zero, and Point Break underscore Dave, and the Show Pod, uh, oh, Show Pod. I was combining <laughs> a couple Twitter. of thoughts. Or, the heat's already getting to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pass it out. Yeah. At Where to Turn Pod on Twitter. Yes. And it could be any one of the three of us, uh, whoever the fancy strikes running the account at any given time. Yeah, you never know. Cloak and dagger stuff with that account. That way we all can have uh, plausibility, plausible deniability. Which was, the, I think, the backup name for the podcast when we were I didn't realize we had it. a backup name. I, I think that this was the big backup news to name. Me. It was thrown out at one time that plausible deniability was going to be a, was going to be a name. So um, let's go back a week. Okay. Football is over. There was a, a big game of some kind. You uh, talking about the Dylan Panthers? Sunday. No, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Turn the music off. All right, well, I'm going to go back to sleep. Wake me up when it gets to my part. Uh, there was a big game played about a week ago, and before we discuss any aspect of the game itself, you guys had several wagers afoot. Yeah, in the double digits. Prop bets wow. on the Super Bowl are what make the Super Bowl fun. It's like crack cocaine. I, I kept telling myself, like, okay, I'm not going to go look at any more of these. And then, like, well, you know, of course Luke Bryan's not going to wear a hat when he sings the national no. anthem. I mean, it's the national anthem. How's he going to wear a hat? Um, so what was the most ridiculous thing you wagered on? Uh, for me, and I was had a ton of them, but the most ridiculous has to be over 1.5. Or over, yeah, 1.5 on the number of times President Trump tweets during the Super Bowl kick to final buzzer. I thought for sure I took the over. I figured that was a lock. And about an hour before the game, he tweeted something like, everyone enjoy the Super Bowl, and then we'll get back to making America great again. And yeah. I was like... That's a sign-off tweet. Like yeah. I knew it the second I saw it. Hashtag Dave's, no funeral. Dave's dropping MFs before the game even starts. <laughs> I was about to go in and then like just double my bet on the under at that point, but uh, I heard he left his own suit the like the presidential Super Bowl party early. Oh, really? When it was when the game was seemingly out of hand. Yes, when it seemed impossible. So 
Tommy, what did you have going on? Oh, this was terrible because there were so many opportunities for it to happen, but I really needed the announcers to say the phrase, Houston, we have a problem during the game. There were so many chances where it would have been perfect for them to say it, and they never did it. Well, I think I was getting like seven to one on them saying it, so it would have been would have been a, a windfall for for me if they had done it. What you needed, and the odds would have been <clears throat> lower, but you needed somebody on either roster with that last name. That would have been a huge factor. Oh yeah, you mean like Houston Street, like he decided to play in the Super Bowl. I mean last name, but oh, okay. I mean either way, somebody with that involved in their name, they're in a key play and then yeah or look, just houston we have a problem needed like a superdome situation where the power went out mid-game <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm but, pretty sure i'm pretty sure like even now if the power had gone out they would have said houston we have a problem yeah, there's no question but that's only going to happen in a place like new orleans that struggles with <laughs> electricity and running water unless it's <laughs> pouring over a levee then it's they have no problem with running water Wow, I'm after okay, so right. writing it down <laughs> so I know when to edit score yeah. eleven. When to edit the podcast. The the bet that Dave and I both got screwed on though was so the it seems pretty straightforward bet, but it said um will Luke Bryan be wearing blue jeans when he sings the national anthem? And both uh Dave and I both took the yes on that bet. Can I interject? I took the yes on it for a fair sum of money, then thought about it that morning and went back and took it for even more money. <laughs> because it, it paid, it was minus 300. So right. essentially you have to lay 300 to win 100 because yeah. they thought it was most likely going to happen. Does he ever not wear jeans? I mean, is there is there documented proof of him ever not wearing jeans? My only thought was he's going to wear jeans pretty much every time. The only other time is he comes out in like the Rex Quando American yeah, flag. The Zubaz. <laughs> and I didn't think he would do that on the, on the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I had it pretty pretty large. So he was wearing pants that closely resembled blue jeans? He was wearing blue jeans. Let's get, let's get that on the table right away. I will go to my grave fighting anyone that he was wearing blue jeans. Jet fuel can't melt steel, and Luke Bryan was wearing blue jeans. They were... 100% denim, and if you look at the, the shots of it, he's wearing a black jacket. Yeah. And the jeans are a very different color than that jacket. So you don't, It's a dark shade of blue, but the man was wearing blue jeans. So you don't think there's at least a possibility that they were those stretch pants that just look like denim? Well, well why he, would he have those? But. No, but here's, here's where it gets interesting. So, well, to pull back the curtain a little bit more on my wagering, so I went big with... Uh, the game going under. And I think we talked about this in the last show. In great detail. Yeah. And it was 0-0 after the first quarter. So, so, but we weren't surprised by that either. Right, and which, which I feel like we also predicted. But here's the, here's the rub. It's 0-0 after the first quarter with the highest over-under total in Super Bowl history. How does the game go over? There's only one way. <laughs> to be the first Super Bowl game to ever go to overtime. Well, that's one way, but yeah, that, but it's actually it was it was gonna go over before that, anyways. But the number was fifty nine, and as you remember during the comeback, it ends up twenty eight twenty eight, which is fifty six. So sorry if I'm welcoming you to math. Here. I'm 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 right there with you. The uh, Falcons were favored or uh, underdogs by three, so they were plus three. So there was a chance, which would have been really unprecedented for the sports books, where if 
New England had figured out a way to kick a field goal to end Everything the game, pushes. they would have pushed all the all where the majority of all the action was. The yeah. game would have hit the the total exactly and hit the point spread exactly, which would have been insane. Yeah, and I was knowing what you had wagered and uh, watching the game once it went to overtime. Once they tied it up, I was at home just watching the game with the wife, and I went ahead and just updated her on this that. I don't know how much money you had on it, but it was definitely because it, they tied it was a it painful up, amount of money for me. There was still a chance you were going to win with Falcons and the points, but if New England was going to win, you were really hoping it was just your 31-28 and let's get out of here. I was praying for I mean, it was bad enough I was praying for the push and what's funny is is Dave and I were watching the game together and like even at halftime, you know, when uh, Lady Gaga's jumping off the roof, like we're we're popping crystal. We've got this victory cigars out. We've dropped the banner from the ceiling. Yeah, everything's going so good. And, and, and another thing, when you bet the under that you love to see is a really lopsided game because it takes two to push a game over. Yeah. And when you've got a twenty-eight to three game, you've had several, you know, scoring opportunities squandered that you know normally should have resulted in three, at least three points. Man. There, there was nothing to be worried about. Yeah. And it's the Super Bowl. So, obviously, Atlanta's just going to come back, kill some clock. There's no way so the game's going to go over. And even more painful was the whole week of sports talk afterwards, just listening to all the things oh, they should have done that wins the Atlanta <laughs> bet and the under. How about just run the ball? Like, yeah. let's, just, let's just go with the run the ball straight up the middle play for so, the whole second half, and you probably win the Super Bowl. Yeah, so Don't get, even in, try to pass get into the that, ball. when it was 28-3, to three, I, I was at that point was still not at the point. Just because it was New England – I was thinking to myself, it'd be a miracle, but this is not over. Basically, any other team, church. Right. But the Patriots are basically like the Spurs in, in basketball. It doesn't matter how much you have them down by. They're going to find a way. Even if they don't come back in tight or win it, they're just going to come back enough to just make you sweat. So I was not surprised that they made a charge at it. And I went back this week and just rewatched. I think the majority of the fourth quarter whoa hey sports guy here. wow okay because this was so you obviously don't have a lot going on in the friend department no and the thing is going back and watching it a second time made me realize it was this is like one of the most historic sporting events that has or probably will occur in our lifetimes so are you going with the very hot sports opinion that the super bowl is a significant sporting event yes <laughs> Get back to me. I might have to think about it and, you know, kind of, uh, yeah. That's mind, a huge ladder you've got there, Dave. Wow. Let's get back to the is Super Bowl. A, is that a 12-footer? Not your, not your ladder. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, I'm thinking that. but And you're thinking, okay, well, the Patriots are capable, so obviously they're just going to be – they make a run at this. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be perfect. They score a touchdown – you need every point you can get, and then Guskowski just <laughs> shanks the extra point. Which was another prop bet that uh, never hits. Yeah. And it's the will there – I think it was will there be a field goal extra point that hits the post. Yeah. And what happened? Hit the post. Yeah, it did. Okay. And what I happens? Did. What happens in that situation? And and I would never do this because I think this is this is uh, suicidal behavior. But there's certain people that have a lot of money 
that make really big bets with really small return, and I don't know why they do it. Yeah. And then you always hear stories about these are the people that like jump off casino roofs and kill themselves. Right. Like when they when they bet the money line on a forty point favorite and they get upset and stuff. But they take these bets that you know, so they they're laying like ten thousand to win five hundred or win a thousand that there won't be anything that hits the post. Or another variation of that is they'll bet. 10,000 to win 1,000 that the game won't go to overtime. You know, these mm-hmm. bets that seemingly should come in every time. Yeah. Both of them, they, they were saying that the, the sports books made out like bandits because they take so much volume of action against these improbable things happening that then you've got the one, you know, jack wagon that, you know, bets $500 on a safety or something. And, you know, he's yeah. like, oh, I won. You know, but they love that. They'll pay that guy all day yeah. because backing him up are all the, you know, so-called sharps that, right. that come in and, that, yeah, just just get cleaned by those improbable events. So from there, just in the game, just you, you mentioned just unlikely occurrences. I mean, at 28 to 9, I think that's when I started. I went back and watched it, picked it up from there. And with the drive that they had, and this was probably my biggest LOL moment, was they drive down, Patriots get inside the 10. I think they got Brady got sacked. They may have gotten a penalty as well. And they have like third and goal from the 20. And they run that screen pass to Marty B, who he catches it and basically turns and just it was like he just turned into a statue. <laughs> it was like it was like when Lot's wife turned and looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah. Whoa, we got Genesis reference here. <laughs> and the Falcons defense just plows through the pillar of salt. It was, I mean, watched it the second time, I laughed again. That was the word. It was almost like they were saying, you know what, we're just going to kick a field goal. Just make something up. Yeah, just throw it, just throw it to Bennett. Just, he'll do something. So at that point, it was definitely, they're going to have to get a turnover that leads like directly to points. It's the only right. way they're going to be able to make it. And you know it. how you avoid doing that? Run yeah. the mother effing ball. You know, That's how you do it. And, and I totally agree. On, and then going back and watching that, on that possession, they ran the ball on first down for like seven yards, and then they ran it again for like a yard and a half, and I think that's when Coleman got hurt. And it was like third and a yard and a half. And they're running they, – they line up. They don't even have anybody in the backfield, I don't think, with Ryan. Yeah, they, it was empty, uh, empty backfield. And he drops back. And if you look at from the, the rear camera angle, yeah – He's got an open receiver that he's throwing to. Now, if does he hit him in stride, you know, whatever. Somebody got hit on the play. But Devontae Freeman just I don't I don't know what he was doing. He that he probably thought they were handing the ball off. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, there's no way we're passing. I mean, he just kinda stands up and wanders around and it was Hightower, whoever it was, runs past him and causes the fumble. And that's what got New England back in the right. game. But I I feel like Freeman was moving the ball pretty well in they, there's no what, reason what did, to pass there. What did he do to get taken out of the game plan? I mean, good grief. There's no reason. He looked great. To pass there, and then they get the ball again. And this is where this game is just phenomenal because they it's not like the Falcons were just getting the ball and going three and out and punting. I mean, they were moving the ball. Right. They they Freeman got along. I think he, he went out in the flat. Nobody covered him. He had like a 30- or 40-yard reception. Then Julio Jones has one of the greatest catches and one of the greatest throws you'll see in a Super Bowl. That was another prop bet that came in. Will anybody other than a quarterback throw the ball? Yeah, so, so then, um, then you get to the key moment. First, 
first down at like the 22 yard line. All like you said, Tommy. All you got to do is run, run a fullback dive ball. three times. Yes, in a row. And, and 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 maybe snap the ball with like a couple seconds yeah. left in the play clock too. That wouldn't they be a bad idea. They just completely fouled it up. I mean, you just no. They shat the bed. There's yeah. no other way to say it. That's what happened. Three dives, kick a field goal. You're up 11, and you have a Super Bowl trophy right now. Yeah, and I probably have several hundreds more dollars yeah. in my pocket than I do right now. But they did not, and it did not work out well for the for the Falcons and they will that team and that city will take this to their effing grave there's no question they will never forget this totally game sixed yeah no I, I think that's and and apparently Vegas thinks so too because if you bet them right now to win the Super Bowl they're kind of a mid-pack uh they're not even a odds-on favorite. Cowboys are have better odds to win the Super Bowl that's also because they know people want to bet on the Cowboys because <laughs> people like the three of us that are like yeah <laughs> Yeah, Dallas is going all the way, 16-0. Yeah. So, uh, oh, let me close the loop on the jeans. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so to speak. So the game's over, so I, I log back in to see how bad the news is. Was there a big controversy on Twitter about his jeans? No, no, there was nothing. So I, so I log back in, and funny story, but basically I let my wife make four or five picks of just insane things, and she got everyone right, got all every – Everything she guessed I was right. She got the they'll show Giselle more than one and a half times. So I, I, I basically the only money I have left is the prop money. And what they had done on the jeans is it just said void, which means uh, they didn't know. Maybe it was undetermined. Well, I think what happened is they said, we don't know. So they just refunded everybody's money like okay. it never happened. I'm going to say this. I thought they were blue. But when I saw void, I was okay with it because I had so much writing on it. Yeah. I was like, all right, at least I get that back for sure. Next morning, I log in. There's less money in my account. So I'm like, what's going on? They changed it to no blue jeans. Took so somehow they determined overnight after voiding the bet to go back, reactivate the bet, and say that no. I, I, I'm with Dave. You could maybe on a good day convince me that it was push-worthy. There's no way you could say that the evidence supported that he was not wearing blue jeans. At worst, it would yeah. be a, it would be a gray area push. Who knew Luke Bryan's pants would be so controversial in one of our episodes? It's maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there's, uh, if I recall correctly, there's a big Luke Bryan force field out there because it, you can make fun of him, but I th- I think uh, the force field is that like his sister died or something, so he takes care of his sister's kids or. Like if you attack his character or something like that. I thought it was his brother, was it, and I thought he was performing like in a club, and some guy came up on the stage and shot him. Is that ringing like a bell? Like an ex-marine? Yeah. Isn't that what happened? Oh, it, it could have been. <laughs> I don't know. They buried him somewhere in Arlington? Something like that. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get back on that. So let's – we can close the door on the NFL season. Yeah. I, 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 as soon as that uh, – 60th point was scored the door was closed for me yeah yeah i didn't even see the end of the game but perhaps uh we open the door back up for high school football at this point dude you were right i just want to i want to say right now that you were right you're right about everything okay well proceed the the end of season three was the end of the series and should have been the end of the series thank god Oh, it should. Oh, I thought you said it was. Oh, sorry. 
I think we have you got two more. Oh, I've got thirty more episodes. Well, yeah. actually, about twenty five more episodes now. I got pretty hot and heavy into season four, but the table raised up there for a second and slammed back down. It's so all right. I'm gonna tuck that, it, tuck it into the waistband here. The series finale. It would have been a good ending, right? Yeah, I mean, it was bittersweet. They go to the state championship. Why is it that every high school sports movie or TV show, when they get to the state championships and they play the unknown team, they're always like twice. It's like Hoosiers. It's like they're twice as big. They've got an inordinate number of African-American players. They bust off to a... What's inordinate (laughs) about it? I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. You just wrote down if there's more than three-fifths of the <laughs> roster that that's inordinate, and I'm reporting you to iTunes. <laughs> but the the game actually played out a lot like the Super Bowl. They they got in a huge hole in the first half. They came all the way back. <laughs> Mark all that. <laughs> Was it Tara? Hey, Tara's going to UT. Your alma mater. Hey, yeah, fellow alumni. So you saw her down there on the uh, – I don't know what, what do they call it. The I, I don't remember Sixth Street. <laughs> There's no doubt she'd be in the whatever their welcoming committee is, like oh yeah, Texas Cowgirls <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. There's no doubt some she'd be making sure some recruits signed up. The Reverse Cowgirl Committee. <laughs> <laughs> Keep hey, it rolling. It's pretty so good. Pretty good got? line. Uh, no, so they they come back, they tie the game, they end up they end up losing on a last second field goal. But it has kind of this, you know, bittersweet thing. Uh, at halftime, Coach Taylor Bench, the hotshot 15-year-old, brought Matt Saracen back in for the whole comeback. Um, they, they, there's a very weird quasi-emotional scene where Tim Riggins walks back out on the field in, in Austin. He leaves his cleats on the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's this great closure. And that was the second to last episode. So then there's oh. a there's a last episode. See, I don't remember that. Okay. I remember him leaving his cleats on the field. I thought that was the end of the season. So if we're gonna like list the things that I'm most sure about in the world, well, one is Luke Bryan was definitely wearing blue jeans. Two is no high school coach that has not mired in any controversy, which Coach Taylor wasn't, is gonna have their job be in jeopardy for winning a state title, making the playoffs, and then losing in the state finals yeah. the third year but of course in the season finale they're having this big booster meeting where they're going to decide if he deserves to have his contract renewed for losing to an undefeated team by three points in the state championship right That's which is ridiculous. just a preposterous storyline and of course it's set up so that they can bring in the the young guys quarterback coach whose last name is aikman could they not have picked like a less obvious last name the guy's name is wade aikman <laughs> He, he was the best. He was better than Troy. That's true. Yeah. He was at least gone with Cooper Aikman, I guess. Yeah. Just to make it a little more relatable. So, yeah, so the season basically ends with uh, Coach Taylor being told that um, he's not going to have his contract renewed. The the show over the next two seasons, it it reinvents itself a little well, bit. Well, no, and that's that's where I'm going. It so, kind of has to. So, basic, okay, I'm, I'm, basically is my new literally – they go from the show being three seasons of good old Texas high school football boosters, cheerleaders to turn into Coach Carter for the last two seasons. Because now he gets the job at the new Dillon East, which they've just reopened, which, by the way, is 100% African-American. And, like, this is the most, like, this is the most racist show like, they just go to the school, and they're all just playing basketball in the hallways because apparently that's... In the hallway? Yeah, oh, yeah. They're just dribbling basketballs down the hallway because apparently that's what they do. You know, in the mind how, of these writers. How do, you, how do you know they don't, Tommy? 
Well, because I happen to be, of the three of us, am way more plugged into the community than either of you two. For sure. Oh, and oh, second of probably all, probably challenge that, but let, we'll just move on. No, and second of all, there's there's fights. The, the 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 there's the police are at the school. They're arresting somebody. I mean, it's like every stereotype possible. And Coach none Taylor, of which that we'll list here. No, we're just gonna keep it vague. Yeah. But but it just prompted a lot of questions for me. First of all, Dylan is this big town. They've had the one school, and now they've split it down the middle and opened a second school. How come nobody knows who any of these kids were before that? Like, where were they before then? Isn't the assumption they were previously all going to Dillon? Because some of the people on the Dillon team made it over to East Elm, but now they've got this whole new cast of characters yeah. that nobody knows. I guess they just weren't going to school at the time. Maybe that's the real reason the coach got fired. Is there all, there's all these athletes in his school that he never thought to try out for the team. Yeah, he's got a guy that's running a 4-2-40, and he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. He's at the board meeting. They're like, <laughs> he never even went out in the hallway. <laughs> Saw all the basketball that was like, being played. There's like 20 kids dribbling basketballs and doing the Oklahoma drill out there. He never even bothered. But the season, the season obviously got off to a pretty rough start. They uh, they got beat. We're getting beat so bad that they forfeited the first game at halftime. This is East Dillon. It East Dillon, okay. yeah. So the last episode has to do with East Dillon. No, no, I'm I'm actually oh, I'm actually four. skipping ahead into the the start of the next season. Is the dude in the wheelchair QBing for East Dillon? <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say that based on what they rolled out there in the first game, it wouldn't have been worse. <laughs> He might have been able to get something past the line of scrimmage. I, I think it could have easily happened. Is the kid – well, sorry. Whoa. Is the kid Is from that the – a Taco w- Casa? <laughs> yeah. Taco Casa just bit back a little bit. Has uh, the kid from The Wire showed up yet? So, here's, here's what's happened. The, uh, the guy that played Creed. Yeah, Adonis. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he's there. Of course, you're first introduced to him while the police are arresting him. For robbery. He gets told, tell me if this sounds like every uh, Coach Carter ever, look, we're not going to charge you with this crime if you join the football team and stay straight. And we're going to check in with your coach every couple weeks to make sure that you're showing up to practice and doing what you're supposed to do. Seems reasonable. You think that's happening at Plano West right now? No objections. So they, they've got him. They've got a, uh, you know some of the fringe players from the old Dillon school that have been forced to transfer over there. And then the biggest thing that's happened uh, now is that they found one of the star players from Dillon that was lying about his address, so they've moved him over. Okay, so, and they, so you've got the episode where they talk about where his address was that was listed where they go there? Yes. Okay, now that is not made up. Like that happens. I think I think I've heard about that happening around here because they went to his listed address and it's just a mailbox and an empty lot. Yeah, but that was the address listed so he could go to Dylan and play at Dylan. That happens. Yeah, and apparently they were doing some research and they found out that for like the last twenty years, somebody on the teams had that address yeah. almost every season. Wow. So I thought that was that was quite humorous. That they uh, the only. Bone to pick I have with this plot line is so this this kid they they had to bring police to the Dylan practice to get him off the field. Now I got taco costed right yeah, there from across the table. I think it was because I said a poor choice of phrasing there. Yeah, poor field. Yeah, <laughs> but then uh, Coach Taylor's rebellious daughter just wakes up one morning and decides, hey, I want to go to the uh, 
ethnic school. She's getting progressively hotter oh, on man. this show, by the way. Dude. There's no doubt about that. Dave. Yeah. Check it out. Those up tops are you things guys. are starting to <laughs> starting to take shape. <laughs> you guys worry me. But yeah, the the last thing I'll say is so they're having to they're having to at gunpoint make people leave Dylan to go to East Dylan because it's the law. But then she who's legally zoned to go to Dylan just decides one day she doesn't want to go there anymore and that's totally fine. Like she just starts going to the other school with no paperwork, nothing. So seems like a bit of a plot hole there to me. Well, if her dad's coaching there. I don't know. Is that a rule or a law? I mean, her mom's the principal of the other school, so. I don't know. I think you'd get a free pass if that was the, the you case. get a free if pass. Had, if you had some, if it, your dad was the head football coach or whatever. Has Emily Jones showed up yet? No, but Mike Leach showed up. <laughs> okay. We're almost to Emily Jones. We had a very odd Mike Leach at the gas station interaction. And he was yeah. he was crazy. He was crazy on the show as he is in real life. There's some random cameos. Mac Brown makes a cameo really? at one point, I think, from this point out. And there might be one or two more. No, Mike Leach runs into Coach Taylor at the gas station and starts telling him that he needs to swing his sword and channel his inner pirate and all that nonsense, lock somebody up in a shed, I think he also said. If you want to get that team to listen to you, just find somebody on there that maybe is related to a former or a current broadcaster and lock him up in a shed. It'll really work out. But we can go ahead and close the, uh, close the book on Dillon, Texas for this episode. Well, it was a great run. I'm glad that was the final edition of Friday Night Lights Talk. We still have a couple more weeks. Oh. Well, I got to run to the safe real quick. <laughs> Get something in one bullet. <laughs> well, you've been talking big this week that you have a story about former cowboy greatness interaction. So I want to hear this. If you think it can top Coach Taylor, you go right ahead. Well, certainly nothing could ever, ever top that. But I did have a, uh, a brush with former Cowboy one Greg Ellis. Does anyone remember the wonderful Greg Ellis? I do remember Greg Ellis. 98. 98, very true. That was Glenn from the bar, if you had trouble hearing him. He forgot that he doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> He's filling up his next knob, Creek. No, so... Uh, on on Super Bowl Sunday, which quick aside, if we want to open the uh, the uh, real life parenting, we are now Saturday after Super Bowl Sunday. So six days, yes. Super Bowl Sunday was the last time my two year old went number two. <laughs> At all? At all. You have health insurance, right? <laughs> like that didn't get repealed in your household. No, basically it's been like force feeding her like prunes and apple juice and tomorrow may be the day that we... Maybe, maybe time to get the old uh, enema. The plunger. Yeah, the enema of the state out there. I'm, I'm afraid that would traumatize her so much well, she'd never Will you again. at least promise that if you do it, we could uh, have five minutes of enema next week? <laughs> <laughs> but it can really be like 15 minutes. That's fine too. Yeah. No, basically. So, what did Greg Ellis think about this? <laughs> was he for or, or for or against enemas? He kept asking me about fetching. <laughs> when was the last time he had a BM? 
Uh, we didn't. We didn't get there. No. But, uh, Wait. So he didn't have one when you were with him. How did we get there? I have no idea how we. Turn he hasn't, he hasn't told us yet. He said that he had he met Greg Ellis. He hasn't told us where or how. <laughs> oh, no. And then he started talking about number two. <laughs> no. He gave like the punchline of the joke before telling the actual joke. No, that was just I was thinking because I ran into Greg Ellis on Super Bowl Sunday, and that jogged my memory that that was the last oh, time okay. that <laughs> there was movement in that area. Okay. Okay. So. Um, no, so on uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, the wonderful church I attend decided to have Greg Ellis come guest speak. So was he handling the snakes? <laughs> 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 or speaking and uh, or casting out uh, evil spirits or anything like that? Or <laughs> no? Or he brought his own snakes. <laughs> well, he brought one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Was okay. the first, before writing you get down to the story, episode title ideas, uh, before you Greg get to the Ellis actual story, this the snake. last time I interrupt, did anybody tell Greg Ellis that it should have been Randy Moss that was here speaking in front of us? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that was mentioned. Okay, now you can tell your story. I will not interrupt <laughs> until you're done. I think they were actually trying to get Randy Moss to speak, but they had a bad experience like five years prior with someone else. So they just played it safe and went Greg Ellis. <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, so for Super Bowl Sunday, they were going to have him come talk, and they decided to let it be known, hey, let's have a little fun. Everyone, go ahead and wear your favorite team jersey on Sunday. And let me tell you one thing. <laughs> you have never seen more cowboy jerseys of white players. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That is was my observation at uh, the church that I attend. That oh, um, uh, you know what? Actually, this was at my parents' church last week. That's where I was for Super Bowl Sunday, and they had like a whole Super Bowl event. And that was a bit was where your favorite football team. It was more football, but so many Jason Witten jerseys. I mean, just an unbelievable amount. I lost count on Witten, and then you also had like. A bunch of Nova jerseys <laughs> and Daryl Moose Johnson or Johnson, if you will. Uh, but yeah, and then there was there was the a fair number of people that you could tell were just like wearing like Packers jerseys and like Walter Payton Bears jerseys. And like, people that wanted somebody to talk to him so bad, they're like, "Please, I grew up in yeah. Green Bay." They, Talk to me. They just wanted you to ask about it so they could tell you that their their uncle that they've met twice lived in Green Bay, so that makes him a Packers yeah. fan or some trash. So what did Greg Ellis have to say? Oh, yeah, I mean, he was just talking <laughs> about <laughs> Who knows? Well, no, first, but the best all, part yeah. was I was walking through the hall, and, okay, so, like I said, a bunch of Witten jerseys. Everyone's got some random jersey on, including a guy who I don't know if he was just an idiot or was just – so meta was wearing the number two Dallas Stars Darian Hatcher jersey. <laughs> so everyone's got a jersey on. So I'm walking through the hall, and then I see an enormous man in a Cowboys 98. Get a look at his face. Obviously, Greg Ellis. And I was this close to going up to him and just being like, Wow, man, a Greg Ellis. So that had to be custom, right? They don't sell those in the pro shop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just totally trolling him. 
but he was enormous and I was scared, so I, I didn't do that. It's like when you see the guy with the Julio Bourbon jersey and you go, ooh. Random, <laughs> random sports reference. Okay. We can get into the other part of this, my day today, maybe later or the next episode that, or whatever. That's pretty much my story, so go ahead. Okay, so just random sports person. I, I was in the same building and in the same room with kitten face Craig Gentry today. <laughs> today? Yes. thought for sure you were going to say Ozzy Canseco. We like, no. We've heard this story. No. It was at the Perot Museum, which I visited today with the family. Wow. Wow. And... He was part of a group that was having like a birthday party. He was there. trying to outrun the cheetah. <laughs> no, no, I was trying to outrun Jamal Charles on that today. <laughs> Didn't work out. But it was him. There's no question in my mind. At first, I was like, that guy kind of looks like Craig Gentry, and I kept staring at him like, that's effing Craig Gentry. Then every time you walked by, you just heard some kind of like Christian rock music playing. No, it was no. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's obviously. Him. Yeah. <laughs> every time he walks out. <laughs> That is DC talk. Uh, but he, there was uh, kind of a, an event that was not curtained off, but it was kind of blocked off from the rest of the, the floor, so I couldn't get direct access to him. So I didn't get to meet Craig Gentry. So we don't know if he beat the cheetah. No, we don't know if he beat the cheetah. But you did not beat Jamal Charles. I did not beat Jamal Charles today. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. Dave's, Dave's story reminded me this is – this is quick, but a, f- a friend of ours, the mutual friend of all, all of ours, a gentleman who always will pick the sandwich if it's available on the menu. Oh, yes. He, uh, he was telling me a couple of weeks ago, he got, his son got invited to a birthday party for a friend at school. And uh, this happens to be a, his son's friend happens to be a black man. Uh, I don't know why you're... Why are you making that out. sign with your hand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, never, oh, never mind. Go ahead. So he was told it was kind of one of those parties where... Who can fill out a sandwich board that quickly? It's so shocking. <laughs> no, he was, he was kind of given the heads up like, hey, this is a family party, but we told him he could invite one friend from school and your son's the one friend. Okay, so Mr. Sandwich's son was yeah, the Yeah, so mo- Mr. Sandwich okay. and son are headed to the party, but, but it's, not, it's not for the whole class. It's family only plus your All one right. friend, and his yeah. son's the one friend. So it just so just so happens that the party was the same night as the uh, children's choir performance at our uh, at our church. So the son's wearing like a sweater vest over a button up shirt. Dad dressed similarly, got his khakis on. Yeah. So uh, the the birthday party was at a uh, at a pizza restaurant. Mr. Gaddy's. With a little party room on the side. So dad and son show up, and he says he says yeah so. We walked in there in our matching sweater vests. They point us back to the room. He goes, I walk in the room and look up and realize I'm the only one in the room not wearing a Des Bryant jersey. <laughs> he said, it's me and 15 other dudes all wearing Des Bryant jerseys. Wow. It, was the night of the, it was the night of the Cowboys-Eagles, I think, or, or one, of the, oh, okay. one of those last three Sunday night games. Said yeah. Said he was the only guy there, not in the de- not in the Dez. What did What did they think of the, his attire? Just... He said he felt like just the most generic I mean, like Chandler from. Friends. They're all just shaking their head like, "Geez, white people, man, uh, they are the worst." <laughs> just white show, people that showing day. up to <laughs> showing up to the party in their sweater vest. Wow. So uh, we didn't touch it all on Silicon Valley. 
We have not. But I haven't made much progress since last week. I bet Dave hasn't either. I in the last, a little bit. In the last two days, I think I've watched six or seven episodes. Why don't you carry it? Because since we last recorded, I've watched all of I one. just know Dave too well because he watched like two seasons of The Wire and stopped. He watched two seasons of... Uh, uh, Deadwood and stopped. He, he he didn't finish anything, as it were. <laughs> I saw something he conceived walk through here a little while ago. So <laughs> we know he's at least finished one time. Yeah, at least once. Um, that's an indictment of me. Uh, I did I did fall out on Deadwood, but I'm gonna finish Silicon Valley because it's a. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and my favorite part so so far. <laughs> Is when they go and he's ripped one of the commas off the three comma painting. It's just got like a hole in it. Yeah. When he drops the 980 million. Were you, were you convinced that he was completely broke oh, yeah. at that point? Yeah. yeah. Because because oh. he met with his financial guy that was telling him about all these just random things he wanted. He demanded he invest in, and it all went belly up. And then he, he keeps complaining because he has the Maserati. He's like. But the doors open like just normal doors. They don't go up. Yeah. And then later on, he, uh, I forgot where they were at. And he was driving, you know, whatever, some like high end Mercedes or whatever. And he walks out there and Richard's out there and he's showing him how the doors just nor- yeah. open normally. Just- <laughs> he's like, I'm a guy who open- who drives a car with the doors open like this. <laughs> and then the best part was when he shows back up, he gets the McLaren back and he drives to their house and they walk out and he has the bow on it. And Richard thinks it's a present for him. Yeah. He's like, no, I bought this for myself. I'm like, you drove here with the bow on? He's like, no, I put it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But now nice I guess he's, yeah. he's going to be out of the picture now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No. He's the best. Best one of the, well, yeah, I think he's my favorite character on there. He's great. I love Ehrlich too, though. Yeah, that's true. So great. Nice staple for the show. All right, so should we move on to emails? Uh, we can. How much? What, what, what time are we at let here? Me, uh, let me give a little quick time check. We are at 42 minutes of content. Hmm. We, could, uh, we could wrap this episode up and I, then start with a email focus episode. But if we're going to do that... But I have a, I have a story, sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you one thing. Since we're now kind of changed our schedule. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least for now. So, well, yeah, but we're... We're, we're probably going to start releasing episodes early in the week instead of late in the week. Uh, pulling back the curtain real far, that's probably something we still need to debate. Or we just uh, release them whenever we feel like. Yeah, I which is typically what I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, but I figure we at least should acknowledge the fact that we have been really consistent with a Friday morning episode, and that's going to change a little bit moving forward. And it just really has to do with how important uh, Glenn is. Uh, I think it's just more how involved we are in various activities during the week. They give us conflict. I don't play in a basketball team. Do you play in a basketball team, Dave? All my activities are charitable. You guys play softball? Or did you give that up? Let's not make it about us so much. Okay. Speaking of, could you get Craig Gentry? <laughs> give him a call. We need some speed. We could use some speed. Hey. By the way, just a quick... Uh, ruling on this our softball team for this year we all got um matching hats to go with our jerseys well don't ask me to fill in they're the pied piper the original logo (laughs) (laughs) it looks like he's doing this and there's another one behind him for later 
All right. Well, let's let's close this one down with your story then, Glenn. So this is very brief, but uh, nothing you ever do is brief. Yeah. Well, well I think of one thing, but uh, about a week. We don't do that anymore. Anyway, <laughs> no. so. total atrophy. Uh, about a week or so ago, yeah, it was last week. I was uh, leaving the gym. As I, I go to the gym in the morning. Did, so did you get the bench press record? They put your name on the wall? Yeah. Nailed it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm leaving this gym and nearly got into a, a road rage type incident, which really only because I just didn't press the issue was probably why there wasn't an incident. Is this in the gym parking lot? Uh, it's as I am trying to exit the gym parking lot and middle-aged guy in his purple, like, fuchsia-colored co- Corvette is pulling into the parking lot. Oh, you should have killed him. Trust me. After the fact, I thought about... Not, I mean, right after it happened, I thought about how I sh- what I should do, but I didn't, I didn't do it. Um, th- and my story here is just basically the little thing that would set somebody off. So, exiting the parking lot... And this guy, we're probably driving like perpendicular as I'm, or perpendicular, we're driving parallel, the exact opposite of perpendicular. <laughs> hey, dri- words are tough. Yeah. We're driving parallel to each other. Me in the parking lot and him on the main road. So the parking lot's driving too? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, What kind of parking lot is that? I don't that? know what's happening. <laughs> I do. He And he's turning left to pull into the gym parking lot, and I'm turning right to head out to the main road. So the truck I have turning right, I'm sure the front of my truck probably barely went over the middle line because there's like a right and left-hand lane to get out of here. So as I'm turning right to get into the left lane to turn left, he's turning left to get into the parking lot. Well, clearly he's like cut his turn real sharp because he's probably trying to beat traffic or whatever. So as I'm I'm turning out, He's, he's turning. You almost did it. Yeah. You almost he's did. turning in, and as I'm turning out, I see him, and he immediately sees me, and just like this guy goes from like nothing to ballistic, like in an instant, <laughs> and he's like yelling at me, and he didn't flip me off, but there's hands are waving. Well, he's an event. He didn't have time for you, and you're so Silverado and him, trash. And I've got I've got really more of just confused look on my face. And I got the earbuds in. I'm listening to whatever, you know, podcast of the day. That's what I'm really concentrating on. And he pulls up next to me, still yelling. And I just kind of look at him. I just said, dude, I'm in the left-hand lane. What do you want from me? And he's still, he's still like motioning, yelling at me. And I just look straight ahead and just turn out. And, and we're done. Oh, that's not a very... Now, what I should have done and what I thought about as I'm driving back home but I needed to get home and like get ready for work. It's beat, like beat him up. No, what I what I should do is turn around, go back to the gym because that's where he's going. Because he's kind of muscled up, kind of forty eight to fifty two year old in a purple Corvette. So does, does he host a weekend radio show? Does he host Infowars or Train Station no. <laughs> Fitness? I could have kicked him in the nuts <laughs> if he hadn't reacted. I'd be like, it's you. <laughs> um. No, but what I should have done is turned around, gone back to the gym, and then gone in and just confronted him. No, I'm not going to fight him. So you're telling us that you should have gotten a confrontation is what you should have done? That's odd. I think that would have been not my best play, but it would have been my most interesting play. Because at that point, there's a fight's not going to break out. 
And the, the reason I didn't like roll down my window and be like, what the F is your problem is I don't know if he has a gun because I hear always those, a consideration. I hear those stories that here's oh, yeah. this and somebody said something and guy point pulls out a gun and just starts firing off. I'm not interested in that. But once you get in the gym, you feel pretty confident he's there, not armed. Yeah, there's, you know, a hundred people in there. Nothing's going to happen. That's what I should have done. It might have happened. I don't think it would have. I think the odds you guys could have been swinging forty-five pound bars at each other. I think those are the same odds as the extra point going off the goalpost. Yeah, but that's what I. Looking back at it, I think I. That's what I wish I would have done. Is turned turned around, gone back in the gym, and just been like, "What? What is the problem? Why are you yelling at me?" And I think what would have happened should have gone in there and asked him why he was so mad. I think he would have backed off like immediately. Wow. Giving yourself a little bit of credit there, are we? And I think it would have just called him to the carpet a little bit. And he and he probably also, needed that. There's also the chance that he did all that, then parked, and then probably walked in and realized, you know what? I got mad because I'm turning in this parking lot, and I had to turn my steering wheel this a quarter of an inch to the right, and that was the inconvenience that set me off. I think a guy that's that high strung, the the face-to-face would not have gone well. That's that's my prediction. I probably would have walked him over to the whiteboard over there by the door and said, see where it says bench press? <laughs> see that name and that number? You're looking at see it. See where it says at Glenn 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see Glenn 311 there? The 311's the name, but that ain't the number. It's a higher number <laughs> that's beside it, bitch. Dude, guys, guys uh, pre-workout shake just kicked in a little early. I bet it did. I bet yeah. he was... I God, mean, as, as someone who takes the no explode in the morning I, he's probably on something more than that i know you should probably do some research on that you're gonna die at 40 yeah something's gonna explode but it's gonna be your heart <laughs> that's fine we're we're fine i'm gonna feel a little bit faint while i'm doing it it always, <laughs> it always gives me explosive bowel movements but we're fine they wouldn't give you anything that's not good for you it's never happened not. before so no. So yeah, I think we can. Uh, I think we can cut this one off here, and then we do have a for us a bevy of emails to get to. So I think we can probably get to those so, in the next. So episode. we can have a reader's choice episode next, or viewers' choice. I yeah. Other than going to the phones, I think it'll be very uh, listener driven, and maybe we can get a little more details about this big ladder that uh, Dave has in his garage. Yeah, is that what is that a ten footer? <laughs> How much do you make? <laughs>